0: Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author, Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Why are some grant writers able to create award-winning grant applications while others are barely able to understand the grant application? And why do some know grant writing hacks while others never learn the basics of grant writing? And why are some people clear about where to find the best fit grants and get grants awarded, while others are spending countless hours finding no leads? In this podcast, I'll share the answers to these questions so you too can increase your grant writing skills. Hello, my name is Holly Rustick, founder of Grant Writing and Funding and world-renowned grant writer, best-selling author, and podcast host of this grant writing podcast, the Grant Writing and Funding. Welcome to my brand new series, Grant Writing Made Easy. Over the next four weeks, I am going to take you through this process. But hey, if you want to get it all in one go, please do visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash one four zero, and you will be able to get in on my free training. Now I have the three proven steps to ten x your grant writing skills. So I'm doing free live trainings, woohoo! And that is going to be October 25th, October 27th, and October 29th. So um, three different days. So it's all the same training, but you have your opportunity to pick which day works best for you and which time works best for you, and I will be live at all of those trainings. So if you really want to break down what we're talking about today in more detail, and actually what we're going to be talking about over the next four weeks in more detail, please do sign up for these free trainings. Once again, I will be live there so you can also bring your questions. So once again, visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash one and you can sign up there. All right guys, so in this first episode, this first part of the series, you're going to discover a process for creating award-winning grant applications. This is going to immediately help you simplify grant lingo. So the grant language, so you feel less overwhelmed. Once you get this down, you're gonna start experiencing more confidence when reviewing grant applications and when looking at them and when, oh my gosh, you downloaded them and now you have to write it and you have no idea what they're talking about you are gonna overcome that today. So if you're a new grant writer, but you aren't getting grants even started, like you're just looking up blank pages right now, or you're an experienced grant writer that isn't getting grants secured as much as you would like, then stay with me because you're gonna discover why grant writers like you and me can get more confidence and write winning grants and why it's critical you get the understanding and skills handled right now. So what you're gonna get in today's episode, well, the goal of this podcast series over the next four weeks is simple, to help you easily increase your grant writing skills and start winning more grants, right? But I mean, really what it means is it's to help you feel more confident right? Because you need to understand what the grant language is and have grant writing hacks so you can have a blueprint when you get to write any grant. And then you need to know where to find grants. So you need all of these things so you can actually be confident. And if you're working at a nonprofit, you'll be able to confidently say to your executive director, okay, I know how to do some grant writing. I've got this figured out or maybe you're a freelance grant writer and you want to start getting more clients. So you want to feel more confident in your grant writing skills, then this is going to help you astronomically. Today I'm going to show you the first step by helping you simplify the grant language. So you feel less overwhelmed and have more confidence as a grant writer. And that will give you greater opportunity to experience less stress and overwhelm and help you feel more than adequate for writing grants. Are you ready to make this happen? Before we dig in, I've got to warn you about something critically important. And not paying attention to this virtually guarantees that writing grants feels like a burden. Right now, you might think you have to get a degree in grant writing. But what if it didn't have to be that way? What if instead you could learn how to write grants through a system? I get this may be pretty different from what you've heard about grant writing before, but this fundamental shift is one reason why this process works so well. In fact, you might have already tried to understand the grant lingo before, so you feel less overwhelmed, but it just didn't work out the way you hoped. Today, you're gonna to see how you can do this in an entirely new way. I'm sure you'll agree, trying to increase your grant writing skills isn't always as simple as some people make it seem. It does come with its challenges. Like maybe you've Googled grant writing, or even wrote a grant once for a nonprofit, or even got a grant certification. You wonder, Can I really increase my grant writing skills? Well, if this sounds familiar, I get it. So many of us grant writers have tried the exact same things. We've heard that little voice of doubt in our head, wondering if it's possible. And I'm here to show you it is. That's why in this process, I'm going to simplify the grant lingo. So you feel less overwhelmed, which will save you a ton of frustration. In this first episode, I'm going to share a process I've developed after years of trial and error. It's called Grant Language Made Simple. If writing grants feels like a burden, this will serve as a tremendous resource to eliminate that frustration and help you simplify grant lingo so you feel less overwhelmed. Maybe you're a new grant writer, or maybe you're an experienced grant writer. Either way, you're in the right place because after this podcast, you're gonna know how to simplify the grant language so you feel less overwhelmed. And I've developed this for you because I saw so many grant writers completely be sidetracked while trying to get grants even started. For example, I saw new grant writers trying to get grants started before they even knew what all the language meant. And if you're an experienced grant writer and aren't getting grants secured, it's often because the right grant formula isn't in place, but it could be also because you don't know the language. So I could go on, but I know as grant writers need clarity because in full transparency, that was my story too. Before I outlined grant language made easy and the specifics for each step, you might be wondering how I got into all of this and figured it out. So let me tell you so you can understand where it's coming from. It started when I knew I had to understand the grant lingo to actually even be able to understand how to start the grant writing process. But I wasn't sure I could because I had never written a grant before. And to be honest, I doubted I could do it because I didn't know everything about the nonprofit's programs. And on top of that, I figured, what if the grant I write doesn't get funded? Sound all too familiar? Well, let me tell you, that's exactly what I felt like. (laughs) I felt inadequate and even questioned myself whether I could do it. But I was tired of spinning my wheels and knew that creating simplified grant lingo was key to getting what I was going after. So I set out to find a way to make this happen. Once I got past my objections and began investing in myself, I started seeing massive growth. And I did what I was set out to do. Now I know exactly how to create award-winning grant applications because I understand the grant language. This gave me a foundation to feel less overwhelmed, which is exactly what I was going for. And if you're ready for less stress and overwhelm too, you're going to love what's coming up because this story doesn't stop with me. Everything I'm about to share with you today is the exact plan I followed to create award-winning grant applications, and it's led me to have my own business in teaching others how to write and win grants. I even wrote a book about it. (laughs) You guys know that? That's the beginner's guide to grant writing. More importantly, this means you'll experience less stress and overwhelm, and help you feel more than adequate for writing grants, and that is what I want for you guys. All grant writers could use that, which is why I want to make this easy for you. So I'm going to show you just how I did it. I'm going to share this with you. So once again, if you want to know more about this, um, I'm going to touch the surface today, but if you want to go more into depth about this process, do go and sign up for my free training coming up at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash one four zero. Are you ready? Let's get started. As you may or may not know, acronyms are grant writers, best friends are worst enemies. (laughs) Have you heard the terms FOA, RFP, SAM, DUNS, etc. Then you are in the grant world. I once heard a grant writer speak an entire sentence using only acronyms. (laughs) So, if you are overwhelmed already, don't worry. I'm going to start breaking it down right now. So, Let's first dissect the three main types of grants and contracts. So I want you to think of these as three main hubs or three main pockets, right? Or we could be very metaphorical and cliche to think three onions, because of course they're gonna have layers, right? (laughs) So when you're looking at these three main hubs, I want you to think federal grants, state and local contracts, and foundation grants. So those are your three main ones. So number one, federal grants. Federal grants are monies allocated from the federal government. In the United States, federal grants are economic aid issued by the federal government. These grants are awarded to organizations or individuals to carry out a specific purpose of the United States government. So yes, we are looking at United States here. So that's number one, that's big federal grants. They're out there, that's what they all fall under are under the United States government. If you're in another country and you have federal grants, it would fall underneath your government or main government programs, right? So now let's look at state and local governments. Number two, so state and local government contracts. So these often receive much of their own funding from the federal government as they can promote economic efficiency due to localized knowledge to implement a program more efficiently and effective than the federal government. So say, for instance, the federal government of the United States, they have monies to help community development programs. Well, they're going to give the money, they're not going to give it directly to a nonprofit maybe. Maybe they give some funding to the state of Minnesota who then Minnesota knows its community programs and then that government, that local government can then give out its own contracts or grants. So they kind of get some money from the federal government to then reach their programs. So think of that's a little bit more efficient because they know their community, they know the needs and challenges, etc. This is often termed pass-through funding. So if you ever hear the term pass-through funding, it directly is pass-through. It's pass-through from the federal government to the state. So it's passed on to the state, and then the state passes it on to nonprofit organizations. See, you learned something already. (laughs) However, that's not the only way that states and local governments give out contracts or grants. Okay, so another way is they also get money from their state tax dollars. So monies that are, you know, you have every state has a different taxation on it. So when you check out at the supermarket or whatnot, you're going to pay a certain percentage of tax on that, right, on your grocery bill. That's where that's going. And then it goes to the state, and then the state prioritizes how it wants to give out those those, uh, taxes that have been raised. Some of those monies go into grant programs or state contract programs. What are the difference between contracts and grants? A grant has two parties where one party gives the money. Okay. So in our our example here, the state would give your nonprofit the money and another party, your nonprofit, performs the objectives and hopes of achieving them. In a contract, is legally binding and non-performance can be dealt with in court, whereas non-performance of a grant can result in the organization paying back monies and essentially being blacklisted. So the contract is much more legally binding, right? You can actually get pulled into court and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, Whereas a grant, if you're not doing what you're supposed to, you might have to pay back the money and then be blacklisted. So the difference is really just in the agreement itself but another difference is sometimes a contract, when you get a contract from the state, they're gonna say, turn in an application for providing counseling services for people with mental health disabilities. And you would turn that in and then you would tell them how much money you would need to actually run that program. So every month or every quarter, they might just say, okay, tell us the number of people you served and, you can, and then we're gonna give you the money. Whereas a grant, the difference in implementing a grant is they may want your receipts. They may want a lot more detail with how you're actually doing the program. So there are differences in how the project will actually be implemented, I love contracts because as long as you're meeting the scope of work, they're going to give you the money, okay? It's a lot easier um, just on the legalities of everything and the logistics, whereas grants can be a lot more specific and maybe because you just didn't do this tiny little thing, they're not going to give you the full amount or whatever. So contracts are much easier to run. However, there are more legal reprimands if you don't actually follow through on what you say you're going to do. So those are the main two differences between a grant and a contract. So once again, a contract is legally binding and non-performance can be dealt with in court, in court, whereas non-performance of a grant can result in the organization paying back monies and essentially being blacklisted. But in a nutshell, that's the difference. So remember, federal, big, right? That this United States government. It's a lot of uh, monies that are there for government purposes. State and local governments, they get their funding from pass-through from the federal government or through tax dollars. Now let's go on to number three, foundation grant. A foundation grant is monetary assistance provided to individuals and small businesses by companies, citizens, and non-government organizations. The money awarded as a grant is to meet particular needs and is not required to be repaid. So some ideas of foundation grants, think the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, right? Think the Ford Foundation. So these are mostly non-government entities. So a lot of private companies will also open up a nonprofit arm or a foundation, right? Or sometimes families have foundations. So the money is different because It's not coming from federal dollars. It's not coming from taxes. It's usually coming from individuals or small businesses. So when looking at foundations, there's two different types that you may hear of a lot. And I'm gonna tell you which one you should focus on to get uh, grant funding for your nonprofit. Okay, so there's the private foundation and there are public charities. So here are the two. So the one you want to go after is the private foundation. All right, so I'm going to show you the difference between these two. A private foundation is a non-governmental, non-profit organization, and they have a principal fund managed by their trustees or board of directors. Private foundations award monies to all the charitable, educational, religious, or other activities serving the public good, right, to these non-profit organizations, and A private foundation usually derives its principal fund from a single source, such as an individual, family, or corporation. So a private foundation does not solicit funds from the public, right? So when you think of private foundations, once again, think of the Ford Foundation, the Melinda Gates Foundation, local insurance companies in your community that have foundations and the like. Now, the other type of foundation which you may hear about is called a public charity. Now, you may think, oh, why wouldn't I apply for a grant from a public charity? You know, if they're a public charity, it sounds like they give money away. But no, public charities generally derive their funding or support primarily from the general public. They also receive grants from individuals, government, and private foundations. Although some public charities do engage in actually making grants, most conduct direct service or other tax-exempt activities. So what does that mean, Holly? Well, when you think of public charities, think of organizations like your public radio station. So if you are an NPR radio listener, you will be familiar with hearing your local radio station asking listeners to donate so they can run the radio station during their semi-annual telethons. You guys remember telethons, right? Back in the day, they used to have even telethons for different public charities on TV, right? So you could watch them. You could watch um, people answering the phones and saying, oh my gosh, so-and-so just gave money and they had the little thermometer thing, you know, and they would add it up. So they're actually trying to get money from the public to run their own charity. So it is a different example. Um, So the one, when you look at them and you're applying for, you're trying to get grants for your nonprofit, Don't apply to public charities unless they specifically have grants available. Some of them will because they'll raise money and then they'll turn around and give some out. But most are trying to use it to fund their own mission. Instead, look at private foundations. Private foundations are the ones that will give out monies um, to your organization. And remember, those monies are not from federal sources. They're not from state taxes. Those are the other types of grants. Foundations are usually from private individuals, from family trusts, or from corporations. So once again, think of like Microsoft has a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, those types of things. So they're giving money out that is raised through profits from their businesses and the like to uh, nonprofits that fit their mission. So let's break this down again. So think federal grants are from Uncle Sam, State and local government contracts are a combination of money from Uncle Sam and from the state taxes. And then foundation grants are run by private organizations, usually non-government organizations. So which type of grants should your nonprofit go after? Should it go after federal, state and local contracts or grants, or foundation grants? Which one? Well, the wide answer is all of them, okay? So you can get different types of grants for your nonprofit. That sums it up. There you go. You are now light years ahead of others with understanding the basic grant language of the different types of grants. So now that you're clear about understanding the grant language, the big question is how do you write winning grants? Hands down, this is the most important key to growth for grant writers. If you don't understand the basic formula of all grant structure, then you're not going to write winning grants. And without this, it means you'll be spending countless hours every time you sit down to write a new grant and always think you need to create a new system. What if instead you could take the guesswork out of the new grants and it stu- instead start writing each and every grant with a proven system? This doesn't mean you're going to have to work much harder. It's about working smarter, a way better result for some of the same amount of effort? Yes, it's possible. Now, how do you write winning grants? That's exactly what I'm going to show you in the next podcast episode. But once again, if you want to get clear on this and you want it all in one hour, get my free grant writing training, woo, the three proven steps to 10X your grant writing skills. You're gonna have me live and you're gonna be able to ask questions afterwards and you're gonna get a free downloadable. Do sign up for that free training. Once again, three proven steps to 10X your grant writing skills at grantwritingandfunding forward slash 140. And if you're listening to this podcast episode and it's way after October of 2020, don't worry about it. I'll have a link there and be sure that you're on the wait list for my next live webinar. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you guys next week when we go over tips and hacks to write for All right, guys. I'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to this podcast episode today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor and leave a review on iTunes. Thanks so much.